Welcome to the Taking the Lead podcast, where we empower people to be unstoppable. I'm Christina Hepner with my co-host, Timothy Cuno and guest host, Alyssa Otis. So it's a couple days after Valentine's ah, Day. Yes, yes. This was uh, <laughs> Timothy. Sounds so excited <laughs> over there. I was, I was gonna say I had a great one. I don't know. It's my husband and my first uh, Valentine's together. Oh, stop! Oh, yes, yes. Oh. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Well, I guess I should say as a married couple because yeah, yeah, we have uh, we have celebrated it before. I didn't just meet him last week. Yeah. Um, no, it was okay. great. It was, uh, what did you guys do? You and your boyfriend? Um, well, this is our first Valentine's Day. <gasps> oh God. So we're hoping oh, what the flowers, yeah, the, the I chocolates, mean, what did he get you? So I don't know, like, well, we're doing, so we're not celebrating on Valentine's Day. We decided not to do that. Uh-huh. We're actually going to be celebrating today. <sighs> So we're doing like a date day. Oh, that'll sort be of thing. fun. Yeah. That'll and then, fun. yeah, we've just had, it's one of those things where like the holiday season was so insanely busy. Yes. You feel like you're not even recouped yet. Yes. And then Absolutely. it just started again uh-huh. midway through January and it hasn't stopped. Like we do, um, we put together each month a calendar with like all of our activities for the month. Sure. Like what we're doing, what each person has, because we just can't keep it. I'm a very <laughs> visual person, so I have to write everything down. We have a paper calendar yeah. too. Yeah. I have two calendars. I have one in my fridge. I have one in my like office bedroom area. And like I have to write every little thing uh-huh. down. Like I'm literally like, so Johnny, like what days are you doing this? What days? Because I'm like, I need to know because then I'll be like, Oh, like, where is he? Or what does he do? Like, well, that's I don't even it. know. Even today, I asked my husband, I go, so what are your plans for the day? He goes, why does it matter? I go, I just like to know where you're at. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I go, I don't keep crazy tabs. I just no. like to know. Right? It helps me plan my day. Yeah. yeah. I am very much a planner. Yes. Oh, that's so funny. Well, it's good that you're doing it not on Valentine's Day, though, because yeah. you didn't have to deal with all the crowds and all of that. Yeah. Yes. And, like, plus, I go to bed super early anyway. <laughs> Right. You so get up super early too. Yeah, yeah I do. I get up and I go to the gym every oh, God. morning. So Yeah, me too. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> every morning. Well, yeah. we celebrated Valentine's. I was on the way to Bonaire on a cruise ship. So uh, oh, yeah. I'm going somewhere we were somewhere warmer yeah. than it is right now. Poor me. You yeah, know, I know. Poor you. I'm going down the eighties. So, oh, so man. You know, Timothy, like you're saying it's 60 degrees in Georgia and uh, then you get to go somewhere even warmer. Like, yeah, come on. Stop rubbing it in. You know, winters are tough down here. <laughs> <laughs> Do they even sell shovels at your stores? Snow shovels and salt? Good. Yeah, they do. We do. We get snow here uh, about once a year. So oh, yeah, we, I, I remember last year's dinner in the dark. Oh, oh yeah, when the they snow, went down so. to film him was their biggest yes. snowstorm. Oh, that was gosh. so funny. I did oh, forget gosh. about that. It was like you were here in Not Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you were here. Was like, yeah, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> the film crew was just amazed how many things were closed down. I mean, the whole town was shut down. Well, so, yeah, if your infrastructure is not set yeah. up for, for snow like that. Yeah. No. So, it, it, yeah, it snows. I know, and Dinner in the Dark is 
I was going to say Dinner in the Dark is coming up. It's another thing I have, well, I shouldn't say roped my husband into. He was very excited about it. Yeah. But we're going to kind of continue our little Valentines. Love that. And we're going to do a uh, Dinner in the Dark date night. Yeah. Maybe he'll uh, get a dog walk, perhaps. He'll do the walk the walk experience with a cane. I'm excited. I'm, I mean, it's going to be my first one. This so. will be my first one in person. Yeah. Because, you know, with oh, the pandemic, yeah. we did virtual for a while. Yeah. And then you were an instructor. I was so. an instructor. I was in class for the very first one. Yeah. yeah. So this will, I'm very excited. A lot of exciting things. And we also have a very exciting guest today. So Alyssa, if you want to start telling us a little bit about our yeah. podcast today. So today our guest is somebody that I've known now for 11 years personally, but she's been involved with Leader Dog for many, many years in different capacities. And today we are talking with Debbie Kamundi. Debbie was at Leader Dog for 30 years and retired a few years ago. She now works with our training volunteers and training staff every Wednesday morning in downtown Rochester to help work on distractions with dogs and training. Debbie, welcome to the podcast, Debbie. Uh, so what brought you to Leader Dog? Um, I just needed a job that <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I was uh, getting to work around animals. Yeah. Um, I originally started as a dog care attendant and uh, eventually about a year later I became a, an instructor. And you were one of the first female instructors, yeah? I was the second one. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, a little fun fact. Yeah. yeah there were uh, 18 other male in- instructors at that time. That's crazy. Wow. And now to look at it, yes. you know, we're, we definitely have, you know, males on our training staff, but it is predominantly female. Yes. Oh, that is so funny about how that shift happened. Yeah. Very cool. So, I guess, you know, you kind of told us you wanted to work with dogs, but what made you want to go from being a dog care attendant to a guide dog mobility instructor? Uh, the, the fact that I, I like to help people and I like to help them so that they can help themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like teaching, but I'm not an education teacher. But that seemed to work out really good for me. I really enjoyed that job a lot. Yeah. So being the second female instructor, I mean, things I'm sure have changed a ton. What was it like, I guess, back then, um, you know, in those early days as, you know, how was guide dog training different than it is now at Leader Dog? Um, Well, you know, in whole, people have accepted women in the workforce and that caught on really rapidly after I started working there. Mm -hmm. But it was it was difficult because some of the things were uh, that were required of me were like man things like lifting. Heavy sure, super dogs. physical. Yes, very physical. Yeah. Well, it's because a lot of the guys that were here when it started were from military backgrounds. Yes, they were. Yeah. Because yes. it was leader dog started in what thirty nine, mm-hmm. so it was World War Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you started was I know that obviously the residence was built in 2001, approximately. Yes. Uh-huh. So you were here when it was what, the old farmhouse or? No. What, what were you, yeah, I don't, I don't want to date you. I don't want to date you back to 39, Debbie, I know that. But after talking to you and Randy, what was, what was the situation on campus here? Well, it was a lot smaller. The, sure. The, the um, land was the same. It's on, sitting on 14 acres. Yeah. 
but most of that 14 acres is taken up by the buildings and the parking lot now. Yeah. Well, what did they, it was not the farmhouse, but there was the, was it just called the old residence, the one where the clients had to walk up the stairs and wait through the park area? <laughs> yes, we called it the dormitory. Ah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> and of course, the area that you had to go down the stairs and across the driveway, that was called the park area. And yeah. that's where the do- clients took their dogs to relieve themselves. Gosh, the residence has changed a bunch. <laughs> yes, they have. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and we would line up every morning at 6 o'clock to take the dogs outside to go to the bathroom and come back in and get ready for the rest of the day. Oh, my gosh. Your day started at 6 a.m. Oh, they still start early. We just don't line up. Now everybody has their own park door. Right. (laughs) When I I was there, I was at 5.30, Christina, so it doesn't 6 o'clock. I act like I don't get up early. (laughs) You're already at the gym. I am. So, so Debbie, I can imagine all the techniques and over the years have changed so much from when you started and they are right now. What are some of the techniques that have changed? Well, first of all, that one thing that I just described is totally different. We are treating people more as individuals and letting them be more responsible for their actions and teaching them at the same time to take care of the dogs. Mm -hmm. We still teach that, but, you know, the circumstances have changed. We use food now. Yes, we use food rewards, and that was forbidden when mm-hmm. I started. When I was went all through my apprenticeship in my first ten or fifteen years, yeah. food rewards for dogs were forbidden. Wow, that's it, crazy. Yeah, well, it, they claimed that it it caused dogs to beg and things like uh, that, okay. and they were only working for the food, mm-hmm. not for the enjoyment of it. Yeah. And now we find, what, it's just a quicker way to get them to learn. They still love the job, but they sure love food. Right? (laughs) Yes. Little labrigators. Yes. Yeah. That's so funny. I've never heard anybody say that. You're going to hear a lot of weird things from me, Christina. Oh, my gosh. Stop. All these new lines that we're going to start using. Sounds like a shirt. Sounds like a new new gift shop shirt. (laughs) Right? Oh, man. And so, Debbie, now you are uh, working still with training. So you retired, yes. but you couldn't stay away. Right. Right. <laughs> That's get, very true. Yeah. So <laughs> now you come back and tell us a little bit about what you do uh, with our downtown volunteers and what they do. Okay. Um, well, it's only for two hours on Wednesday mornings. And we, me and four or five other volunteers will go out and we'll be a distraction for any of the dogs that they're going to take out in training. We'll uh, have a squeaky toy, a a ball, a frisbee, uh, even a baby stroller and things like that that the dogs don't see every day. And the trainer, it's up to the trainers to teach the dogs not to um, bother with things like that. That is so cool. Like, that there's a whole day oh, yeah. dedicated to that in training. That's it. If you want to see some cool training, you hang out around downtown Rochester Wednesday mornings. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You've got all the instructors down there. Yes. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, so is it always like a different distraction? Are they usually the same distractions? How does that work? Well, each each person that's going to be the distractor tra- takes on a different one. 
Um, and sometimes the instructors say, oh, we need somebody to walk towards us with a dog. Yeah. Uh, uh, and instructors will bring a, a pet dog. Yeah. For us yeah. to use as a distraction. Yes. Yeah, we love using our pet dogs for yeah, that. Right. So they've got to work. Yeah. I mean, come on. That is so <laughs> cool. I mean, that's a little bit of an acting thing, too, for our volunteers. Yes, you get to pretend yes. to like do oh, something absolutely. else. Uh-huh. I kind of want to do that. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm sure the instructors would love to have you. Yes. <laughs> I'll be like, um, I can't do my job for two hours on a Wednesday morning. I got to go. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> Yeah, I remember a car full of dogs barking at us while we were working. I think they were planted. So. It, you know what? It's very possible. Who knows? <laughs> I think they were planted. That's so funny. Oh, and Debbie, you don't just do that, though. I know as an instructor, we've called on you many times to take dogs into your own home for yes. certain things, dogs yes. that are in training. Yes, um, that is part of a volunteer job there. Yeah. Um, I'll take dogs that possibly have been trained and they're completely trained but they have an anxiety in the kennel or something mm-hmm. and um i'll take them into my house and treat them like a leader dog puppy but um at the same time letting them relax and enjoy being a house dog again yeah, yeah. that is so cool so how many how Dogs, I guess. Do oh. you know how many dogs you've had in your home that have gone on? To <laughs> I really clients? don't. I, I never keep track of it. Yeah. But I, I think I was thinking back, and I think last year I probably had six or seven different dogs. Oh my! And you keep them for some of them for a while. Oh yeah, so most of them I've had for at least two or three months. Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. that's a lot of dogs in a. A year that's, span. That's yeah. whenever we that's needed am- somebody, we're like, let's call Deb. Yeah. Deb, will exactly. get it done. <laughs> that's amazing uh-huh. um, to do that because, you know, you are, I'm sure, becoming a little bit attached to these dogs as well, you know, when they're in your home for that long. Right. Well, it's it's not really that much different than when I was training dogs. That's I, I, you really learn quickly mm-hmm. to not. You can attach yourself to the dog, but you need to be able to let it go. Yeah. And my goal was always, I'm training this dog for you. You know, you can have this dog. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my dog. It's yours. So what is it like, um, you know, you you went from training to now, you know, some rehoming dogs. Is it kind of that same feeling when you see that dog you rehomed go on to be with a client like it was when you were in training? Yes, it's very much so, especially if I get really attached. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and you've got some uh, career change. Yes, dog I do. of your own. Yeah, uh-huh. one that I trained. I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so oh, is, no, no, my dog wasn't trained wasn't? at Leader Dog. He, but he was raised. Oh, he has uh, hip dysplasia. That's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Oh man, I did have one of your dogs. I was going to rehome. It's you know what there's just so many that go there's so many that go to Debbie that it's right. hard to keep track. And he, he did go on to graduate. That that's too. why the yeah. name's sticking with me. Um, that's no, I have Thomas Edison. That's right. I knew it was from yes, I knew it was from those same uh, razor there. I was going to ask Debbie what's one of her proudest moments that she's had in her career with Leader Dog. Well, you know that's a question that's really hard to answer. Yeah. I, I, there's been so many. Yeah. Really good times, you know, things. One of the my most favorite times was 
graduation day, so to speak. Yeah. We didn't actually have a formal graduation, but everybody was getting ready and going home to begin their life yeah. again. It's so crazy to see from like day one of class yes. to graduation. You really feel like not not you, but but the team has accomplished so much, and it's yes. a proud feeling. Yes. Yeah. Um, what do you miss about being a GDMI? I've got to, I got to know. Um, I actually miss working with the people. Yeah. I, I, I miss that. It is a great, great you know, group. every five months I got a whole new group of friends. Mm-hmm. And you meet people all over the world. Yes. I yes. mean, you've got friends in Spain and probably Taiwan. Arge- and Argentina. Argentina. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. Alyssa, I'm sure you're going to start to miss that uh, yeah. too a little bit, I being in marketing now. I definitely do. My my instructor friends are still texting me, though, what's going on. So it's, <laughs> it's nice to still stay in the loop a little bit. Yes. And and I know, Debbie, you probably went through a ton of changes with Leader Dog. You know, yes. as many years as you were there. So was there any challenging parts of being a GDMI through those changes and all of that? Uh, yeah, it, it was probably when we started with the treat training and um, we used clicker training as well. And uh, it was uh, it was difficult for me to learn that because I was already up there in age. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's difficult learning a new training skill. It's muscle memory. Yes, yes it is. Yeah, but I think I always thought that this was the best way to train dogs or any animals, really. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, do you still have your leash? Yes, I yeah, do. Yeah, you do. I still have a harness. I was gonna too. ask. I was gonna ask. You've got your leash and your harness. We're very attached to those things. Yes, we are. I thought I lost mine the other day, and I was look. I went on every truck. I found it. Thank so, goodness. do each GDMI then have their own? Leash? Yes. Uh huh. You have your okay. own leash and your own harness, mm-hmm. and usually the harness is. Uh, big enough to fit all the dogs because some yeah. dogs are petite and yes. some dogs are quite large. Yeah. And we're oh. very particular. Like I know I my leash. Yes. See, I could I, pick it out of a, a basket. No mm-hmm. way. Oh yeah. I did not know that. See, I just figured, you know, you use whatever one comes with the dog. And that's exactly <laughs> why I have my name on my leash. Uh-huh. So people like you don't take them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, oh, this has a name on it. it oh says, well. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it says, keep your paws off my leash. <laughs> does it really? Yeah, it really that does. So funny. <laughs> well, if, uh, Alyssa, if you ever leave your leash in our office, I will no. know not to touch it. <laughs> yes. I will blame Leslie. She's not here, so I can blame her. <laughs> I blamed her for stealing your chair the other day, so yeah. it's fine. It was me. <laughs> that was funny. So just a little story in between this. Leslie and I share an office and Alyssa was in the office and I was like, oh man, Leslie keeps taking the chair. She's always like, we've always had our own chairs. Well, I'll come to find out Alyssa was the one who was switching the chairs. (laughs) I just didn't say anything. I was going to let Leslie take the fall. Yeah. But anyways, now back to, you know, a little, little rant off there. But, um, so yeah, if, you know, you were a GDMI for so long and then you started to volunteer I guess, is there any advice you'd give to someone who either wants to be a guide dog mobility instructor or, or like start volunteering with Leader Dog to see if that's something they would want to do? Um, well, the, the volunteering is, you know, easy enough. You just sign up and whatever your skill area is, they, they will assign you something. 
I know knowledge about leader dog. Mm, yeah. And when I first started volunteering, I worked in client services. Okay. And I did a lot of um, talking to previous clients, you know, checking to make sure everything was going well and things like that. Or I would do callbacks if someone um, needed some help with a problem they were having. Very cool. And so what about someone who wants to become a GDM? I guess what advice would you give to them as someone who is in the field for forever? Right. Um, well, I think that one of the things that they need to learn is first about blindness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I really didn't know that much about blindness when I started, but um, and there wasn't that much available to me either. Uh, now, everything. They yeah. have everything available to you. You can go on the internet and, and learn everything mm-hmm. that yeah. I just mentioned, you know. And liking dogs and working with people. Yes. yes. The people are are the, the was, thing that you really have mm-hmm. to. I don't yeah. think a lot of people know. You know, a lot of people yeah. get into it thinking, oh, I love dogs. Yes. Well, yeah, that's great. But like you said, there's so much more to this than that. Oh, yeah. The people is more than half. Yeah, yeah. easily. Uh-huh. Well, because you have to really know because you guys match the dog to the person. So no, yes. having good people skills uh, and being able to like adapt to some the way someone learns. You guys yeah. do a lot. Well, and I'm sure, Debbie, you can say that from the start, you know, you only got better at matching people and yes. matching dogs. The more experience you have yes. doing it, it's mm-hmm. a very experience-based job. So when somebody's got 30 years, like we want to learn from you. Yeah, <laughs> we right, need to learn right. from you. Yep. Well, Debbie, as a client, I want to thank you for, you know, those years that you put into Leader Dog. You changed so many lives yeah. and helped change lives with all the dogs you've done. And I want to thank you for being dedicated like that. Well, thank you. Yeah. And, you know, Timothy, I'm sure it's great for you to hear from someone who was there for 30 years doing, you know, the job of a trainer like a trainer who trained um, Glacier. Yeah. I mean, it just shows you the Leader Dog is some. it's been there since... 39, 1939, and yep. that's, it'll continue as long as we have our donors and stuff. And it's just it's stability, and it's nice to know we've got a, we got a rock that's there for us every day of, every day we go out. And just like Timothy thanks you for, for all of your training, we, the other instructors, thank you for your knowledge because, like I said, we learn so much from the people that have been here and gone through this before us because, like, you, it's ever-changing, but at the same time, it doesn't change at all. Yeah, you know, and, and it's not book learning either. It's not at all. Yeah, no. yeah. I'm sure you've had many apprentices that you've, you know, oh, yes. had, yes. <laughs> that you've it, taught. Yeah, I, I did. I did uh, my three year apprenticeship, and then I was an instructor for many years, well, fifteen probably, and then I became an inst- uh, soup superintendent, mm-hmm. or super, supervisor. supervisor. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. what yes. is that? A what supervisor? Is yeah. Um, they. They handle the training teams. Okay. And uh, now I think there's five There's or six. Fi- uh, five and then an apprentice team. Oh, okay. Yes. An apprentice team? I know. We'll have to catch up after this. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a five teams and then one team that is first-year apprentices. Okay. Oh, yes. very nice. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. <laughs> it's going to be a really nice way to learn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very cool. Well, 
Thank you, Debbie, so much for joining us. We learned so much. And thank you to our listeners for listening to the Taking the Lead podcast. I'm Christina Hapner with host Timothy Cuneo and guest host Alyssa Otis. We hope you enjoyed learning about Debbie and her leader dog journey. Please join us next week as we continue to dive into the world of blindness. If you'd like to learn more about applying for Leader Dog for our services, you can head to leaderdog.org or call us at 888-777-5332. Don't forget, you can reach us at takingthelead at leaderdog.org with any questions or ideas. And if you like today's podcast, make sure to hit subscribe and check us out wherever podcasts stream. This season of the Taking the Lead podcast is brought to you by a longtime supporter of Leader Dog, the Mary P. Dolciani Halloran Foundation. As you may know, generous donors like this one make it possible to achieve our mission. The Mary P. Dolciani Halloran Foundation supports the study of mathematics and mathematics education. For more information about our generous sponsor, visit their website at www.dolcianihalloranfoundation.org.